The following program is furnished by Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. It's for basic entertainment and informational purposes only and is solely responsible for its content. It does not necessarily reflect the views of Cumulus Media, its management, or its staff. AM 790 Talk and Business presents Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Waterfire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And hello, 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 everybody. It's a boy, a rainy and a crazy Thursday, but you know what? That's all right, because it's great to be uh, here with you on the radio, and hopefully you're not caught in traffic, but maybe you are, and maybe we'll be able to entertain you a little bit and talk about some really fabulous things that we have going on. Um, Today's show is just jam-packed with things that are happening down at the Waterfire site uh, tomorrow, and we'll be talking to my boss and the creator of water, Barnaby Evans, about a wonderful celebration, uh, and it's a ceremony on Bastille Day, uh, yeah, July 14th, honoring three Rhode Island World War II veterans for their service in liberating France. And I have an incredible co-host with me, a wonderful friend. Her name's Heather Oberg. She is from the VA Medical Center here in Providence, Rhode Island, doing incredible things all the time. So we're going to be talking a little bit about our salute to veterans, which we have been deep in planning for, which will be happening on November 4th to kick off that whole week. But also, they have an incredible, um, wonderful event happening next week. And so, Heather, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. And I'm just, you know, what what a week. It just, you know, Bastille Day, World War II veterans. We sometimes, you know, we think that they're all gone and, and, and we forget. And then I am so excited that we get to, like, bridge this gap. And Barnaby's going to be speaking to us about this a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And then you can tell us everything that we're doing about with the VA Medical Center. And then we can talk a little bit about our Salute to Veterans coming up on November 4th because we have a lot of participation. Uh, we still need a lot of support, but we can give people a little hinters, right, and, uh, as to what is going to happen. Yes. All right. So I'm wondering, uh, is Barnaby on the line? Mr. Barnaby Evans? Creative Waterfire, are you there? Waterfire, I, I answered all <laughs> kinds of names. How are you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm wonderful, Barnaby. Thank you so much for taking the time out. I, we've got such a busy uh, week, uh, or a couple of weeks in front of us, but I, I'm so excited, and I, and I wanted you to be able to tell people about this major event happening tomorrow in Memorial Park and in honoring our Bastille Day uh, and our Rhode Island w- World War II veterans. Well, I'm delighted to do that, and this is, of course, right at the Rhode Island World War II Memorial, which is there on South Main Street, uh, basically on a line between Hemingway's and Parkside Restaurant, two of our longtime partners. And this is a memorial that members of the community have been working on for a long time to get built, and it's been there about uh, seven or eight years now, and we've been honored to uh, include it in Waterfire so that uh, as people come to Waterfire, they remember our veterans uh, along with the uh, Rhode Island Holocaust Memorial and the World War Memorial and the Korean War Memorial. Yeah, so w- the you, special you thing is Friday is Bastille Day. Mm-hmm. July and 14th. Absolutely. And um, for about four or five years now, uh, Waterfire has been trying to do special things with Bastille Day. 
um, I had went over to Paris and were gradually exploring the idea of maybe bringing water fire to Paris, but uh, one, there's a long, long historic connection between France and Rhode Island going all the way back before the Revolution, but the big significant thing happened in the American Revolution when uh, Benjamin Franklin convinced the French to come help the American effort to gain our freedom and independence from, uh, from the Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And uh, General Rochambeau came over, and uh, Lafayette as well, and they actually landed in Newport, the troops, and then came up to Providence and spent a year training and actually getting well from the voyage and arming and being prepared for the march from, from Providence all the way down to Yorktown, 680 miles away. Wow. And, and when they finally engaged the British troops at the Battle of Yorktown, that was the decisive battle that allowed America to become America. You know, it was, uh, this was not a, this is a, a forged friendship going all the way back to the American Revolution, where the United States simply would not have been here if the French hadn't uh, come in, you know, uh, in, a, in a strong way. And it, not only is it the American foundational story, but it's a Rhode Island story. So yeah. we have, you know, Camp Street and Rochambeau Street are at right angles to each other, and that's because that was where Rochambeau's camp was in Providence. And all those t- troops were bivouacked there and uh, eventually trained and got better. And it's, a, it's just a long time, you know, fascinating um, partnership. Well, it's funny because, you know, I'm looking at Heather right now. We're like, who knew Rochambeau and Camp Street? You know, Exactly. Uh, that's, uh, that's why they're called that. And, you know, often street names have a, an importance, but that's exactly why they're called that. And that's also this beginning of an Ameri- amazing friendship between the country of France and the country of America. And if you remember, we've uh, both chosen to have our flags be red, white, and blue. They're both uh, nations devoted to freedom um, and, and liberty and these concepts. And there's a there's an an association called the Society of the Cincinnati, which is the descendants of of soldiers who had served under both French leadership and American leadership during the Revolution. So there are all these interconnections back and forth. And so uh, the wonderful thing, again, is I remember last year we had this great um, celebration on the Basin stage. And this year, again, we're doing it at the World War II Memorial on Friday. Again. Yes, well, that's right. Uh, last year we had Ernie Corvese join us. Yes. And this is uh, following up on an offer that the Republic of France made about uh, eight years ago, ten years ago, where they felt that, you know, I was talking about the foundational nature of the American nation being founded by the French coming to help us. And the Republic of France wanted to recognize how, in reverse, in both World War One and in World War Two, American soldiers came back to France and liberated their country, so that the republic we have now today owes a tremendous amount to its existence to the Allies and among them uh, the the American troops. And so, what we're what we're doing on this coming Friday, Bastille Day, July fourteenth, right? at uh, at six p.m. Mm-hmm. We will be working with the uh, Consul General, Valerie Freilon, and with the Honorary Consul, Rhode Island Consul to France, which is Roger Beejan. Yes. And we will be in, inducting three 
World War II veterans who fought to liberate France into the French Legion of Honor, where they will be uh, become is basically it's a knighthood to with the nation of France recognizing with great gratitude the importance of the service that these men did. And I want to give you their names. The first is uh, is there an alphabetical order? Uh, first Lieutenant John J. Dunnigan, mm-hmm. and he was in the Army Air Force. Uh, and enlisted in 1941 and spent a lot of time in operations over France um, and was cited many, many times for his heroism as, as well as for his cool courage, coolness, and skill. Nice. And <laughs> then another one is uh, technician Raymond Gillis, mm-hmm. who currently was born in Newport and uh, still lives uh, in Newport. And uh, he was with the Army. He started in 1942 at the 965th Field Artillery Battery C and was working at, uh, doing, um, at a for- forward observation post in the Ardennes, working with the communications and the telephone linesmen in order for those advanced uh, observers to be able to work with uh, George Patton during that war. And wow. he's the recipient of the American Service Medal, the Bronze Star Medal, the EAME Service Medal, and the Good Conduct Medal. And he will be uh, earning, or he already had earned, but he will be inducted as a Chevalier, is the French name for a knight, into the Legion of Honor. And the third one is Private Leo Giroux. And Private Leroux, at age 19, was an amphibious engineer in Company A-48th uh, Engineering Combat Battalion. And he was a native of Lowell, Massachusetts. And worked on the, the beaches and bridges and all the sort of incredible stuff that en- engineers, and particularly amphibious engineers, do to um, risk their lives supporting the troops so that they can be effective in, in battle. And um, we've got some on our website at, on Waterfire, and I'll get the exact address, but we've got pictures of both of uh, Private Hiru and also of uh, John Dunnigan, which are fun to see, both of them in uniform during the war, but uh, the Leo Hiru story is great because he met his wife there and uh, moved to France for a long time and lived in uh, Avignon for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just such an honor to have them join us. And there's lots more going on. I, you know, I didn't know whether you had a break you had to take. but uh, We don't have a break yet because I, I guess one of the things that I want to ask before, if we have a break that we have to take, will you come back and be with us oh, sure. and, oh, and do our yes. run of show? But how does one get um, appointed to this position? Is it you, Barnaby, that are writing? Are you writing to the Council of France, or is it Roger Beejan, or uh, how does this happen? Well, there I- there is absolutely a way to do it, and what one does is one um, if so. Here's the here's the c- terms and conditions. They are looking for any veteran, um, and and we're happy to help assist with this process if they wanted to write us at uh, you know. Uh, you know, at Barnaby at waterfire.org, we would talk further about that. But the, it takes about a year, and the three veterans we have joining us for Bastille Day um, this Friday, t- tomorrow at 6 o'clock, are age 96, 97, and 99. Wow. And, of course, they would be welcome to continue um, to do that. But that, that in itself is a pretty amazing thing. Yeah. And, and the... You know, this is a this is a very high honor, and the Grand Chancellery in Paris researches their their war records and makes the decision. 
And I know we were pleased to, um, well, we've been pleased to be our part in it as we felt it's such an important honor we wanted to use the Bastille Day occasion to celebrate these men as part of our ongoing effort to look at veterans and the entire range of all the people in our community to make this, the, this, our community so strong, from teachers to veterans and everyone in between. Well, and, and I know that we do that all the time at Waterfire. And, and I've got my friend Heather Oberg here from the VA Medical Center, the Providence VA Medical Center, who you know. Absolutely. So she's we, we've been she's been smiling, uh, and it's so nice to be able to do something that I I believe again brings the community together and reminds us. I mean, we do it at Waterfire all the time with the World War One like monument and World War Two monument and now the Holocaust Memorial, but it, it's wonderful to see um, everything kind of come together, don't you think? Well, it, it is. And we should give a little more detail about the event, because I'd love people to come join us. Well, that's what we're so going to do. We're going to so have to take a break a, in a minute. Uh, and then, yep. can, Barnaby, can you hold on for one moment? Sure. Because yep. people would love to hear the lay of show, uh, essentially. Um, and we're going to have to take a break. Everyone, you are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790 with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelter, and my co-host, Heather Oberg, from the VA Providence Medical Center. And we are talking to Barnaby Evans about a really beautiful event happening tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. And we are celebrating Bastille Day and three World War II Memorial veterans. And so excited. When we come back, we're going to give you the, lay like the lowdown and the layout of what's going to be happening. So don't change the dial because you might want to be there. Actually, you do want to be there. Uh, again, you're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. We'll be right back. You're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790 Talk and Business. We've got a lot to talk about, so let's get right back to it with our host, Bronwyn Dennenfelsen. And hello, 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 and here we are. We're back again, and we have been uh, speaking with my boss, the creator of Waterfire, the executive artistic director of Waterfire, about a really important uh, and celebratory event happening tomorrow at 6 o'clock p.m. in honor of three of our World War II uh, veterans. And Barnaby, we, I'm going to put it back on you because you are so much more eloquent than I am when it <laughs> comes to speaking about this. And we well, talk about it's just it, we all share our deep uh, um, commitment to this and both to making the memorials in Memorial Park be a place of memory and a place of honor, but also to the making the individual observances that happen there to be a special event. So tomorrow at 6, which is in the afternoon, it's light. We're not lighting torches. We're not lighting water fire. This is, we're doing it in the afternoon. And also it looks like the weather is going to have cleared by then. But uh, our, our rain date will be right outside Hemingway's in that covered portico. So I shouldn't say rain date, our rain site. Same mm -hmm. time, 6 o'clock this Friday. So right off of and South Main Street, correct? Yeah, it's, ri it's right on South Main, yep. Uh, mm -hmm. Basically, uh, the restaurant there on Hemingway's is, the, is a good uh, landmark there. And we've got a bunch of things happening. So starting at 6, um, we have, as I mentioned, the, um, the French Consul General, Valerie Freylon, and the Ro Rhode Island Honorary Consul, Roger Beecham. But we also have Rose Weaver joining us. Oh, and she's Rose wonderful, Weaver isn't is always she? always fantastic. Uh-huh. And she's been, she has sung in Paris. She's been uh, singing, uh, you know, she's a 
sung all over the world, but I know she's recently been singing in Paris. And she's going to sing the Star-Spangled Banner as we open up, as well as uh, La Mafiaise, which is the French national anthem. I've heard her sing that at Potiphar, Bonnelly. When you, you have. Know, I have, when she does this great kind of show, and Bob Burke does what he always does best, and you know puts on this incredible food and wine expedition. Uh, but yeah, I've heard her sing that, and it's so impressive. Well, it is, and in fact, it's funny that you had mentioned Bob Burke and Potofo, because Bob Burke will also be there, and he is going to be sabering a bottle of champagne in honor of Mr. Donegan and Mr. Gillis and Mr. Heru. And that's that's always fun to see, isn't it? uh, That's always fun to see. That's uh, one of these things where it's a Napoleonic cavalry tradition, where they take their cavalry sword, and they were so impatient to get to uh, the celebratory... uh, burst of champagne that they'd use their sword to slice right through the glass bottle of the champagne to release the champagne faster. And Bob's going to do that for them, for a toast to them. Nice. And uh, also, uh, absolutely worth coming to see, the U.S. Coast Guard's award-winning brass quintet is going to be there playing ceremonial music. And after this event, they're going to play a full concert. So a uh, full free concert in Memorial Park for everyone to come to. We'll have chairs set up, and you'll be able to see a pretty amazing combination of both um, a, an honoring ceremony. Uh, we'll be laying two wreaths, one from the nation of France and one from the nation of the United States at the uh, World War II Memorial. Uh, and it's a chance to, to see those memorials used on Bastille Day to actually both memorialize those whom we've lost, but honor the three people who've uh, fought very bravely in that battle and who we're eager to include among ourselves here in Rhode Island. Barnaby, um, do we have a a timeline specifically for the free concert that's happening after the celebration? Well, the the ceremonial induction will happen at 6 o'clock. And we think um, we we have uh, very few politicians lined up to talk, so we think it will be music and ceremony. And it, it's, not, it's not a long ceremony, and then they'll play a little bit for a break, and then the concert will probably start around uh, 6.15, 6.20, something like that. But I would come for 6 o'clock so that you can get a, get a good seat and hear, hear uh, the concert. Uh, this is, this is the, the, first of all, the brass quintet itself is a, is a wonderful sound. And the U.S. Coast Guard Brass Quintet is much, much respected. In fact, uh, at least one of the players plays for the Rhode Island Philharmonic. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, because I've got Heather Oberg with me from the VA. Heather, how much work do you do with World War II veterans and celebrating? I mean, because I know you've got events happening all of the time. We've done a a myriad of different events. Um, A few years ago, I want to say like maybe seven years ago, we did a POW MIA um, group with not be I'm sorry a um, a POW group and we did a um, ceremony for them out in the front where we have um, where currently there's construction but there's a beautiful um, memory garden where people can buy bricks of their loved ones and they're put into this garden and it has um, stones from all the branches of the military and um, we put, did a wreath laying there and there were eleven. POW World War II veterans and they were amazing they gave speeches I mean in in they were in the most phenomenal condition they're in better condition than I am and I'm you know in my late 30s so um and you know I it's just they're just an amazing group of people you know you walk around the hospital and you see 
what's nice about working at the VA is they all wear their hats and you know oh, yeah. what war they're from or where they're from. And so you get to see and the World War II veterans, they are spunky and they are full of life and they're just awesome. They're awesome to deal with. Barnaby, will any of them be speaking at this program? Um, they, they, uh, they have the opportunity to say a few words, um, and we will have a microphone for that. But they also, I found this to be characteristic of almost all the veterans, is they will be among the first to tell you that they um, are a little uncomfortable being singled out mm -hmm. by themselves because they feel so much comradeship and so much respect for the rest of the people that they fought with that there's a, there's a reticence for them to want to talk specifically about what they did. So we'll, we'll leave it to them. Usually, usually they very have a simple thank you. Uh, then again, many of them have many tales to tell. So, <laughs> hey, we'll Don't see, you we'll wish see. we could capture all of those tales? <laughs> has anybody done that? Barnaby, you're, you're, you're one of the biggest bibliophiles I know. Um, has anybody really captured or Heather, do oh you yeah, know this? Oh, yeah. No, this is a big project. You know, the uh, the oral history projects have been doing this, and they've been encouraging mm -hmm. people to, to talk to our veterans. I mean, we have the Vietnam War, the Korean War, World War II. There are still, in fact, we are filming an interview with some World War II veterans right now here at the Water Fire Arts Center. We've got the cameras rolling and doing an interview with that. All of that will be posted. And I should mention that on the Water Fire website, and I'll get the exact address, um, we have pictures and more information about the biographies of these three soldiers. I already looked them up. They look really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I guess, you know, we need, we've got two minutes, Barnaby, so in that two minutes, can you find out what that exact website is? Because what, what a joy to, to learn who these men are and then to be able to show up tomorrow and, and to be there. Mm -hmm. Listen to Rose Weaver. Oh, yeah. Watch Bob Burke do what he does, mm -hmm. you know, because he always does it with pizzazz and style. And for anybody who doesn't know what savoring uh, a champagne bottle is, he's taking a sword to the top of a champagne bottle, and it's popping off the cork, right, Barnaby? Well, he's cutting right through the glass, actually. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Actually, I should mention that another traditional thing that we've done with Bob Burke, and which he does every Bastille Day, is he has a big banquet, which is, you know, you can make a reservation and go there. And I'm sure if you called Pot of the Restaurant, I know each Bastille Day he has a big ceremony with singers and great dinner. There's always fantastic food with, at Pot of the. Mm -hmm. And I'm told that on this particular occasion there will be plenty of good wine as well. Well, then what's better than that, Barnaby, what's right? What's better than that? And if you called Pot au Feu, uh, there is a, uh, you know, you can see if there's still room in that dinner and what it would cost. And uh, it's a great, it's a great uh, uh, way to mark a friendship between two nations, both of which really were forged at about the same time and with support from each other. Yeah. A fascinating story and a Rhode Island story and a story that we all should remain proud of and uh, we should continue to be grateful and respectful for the very real sacrifices that so many soldiers have made on our behalf. Absolutely. And I have to tell you, I think that if we could move Waterfire over to Paris, as you were saying, and bring some light into a place that said, you know, we are, our, our world has been in a difficult situation mm -hmm. recently, um, but I, wouldn't that be lovely to bridge well, that Paris gap? Well, Paris is the city of light, mm -hmm. and it's... Uh, and it's actually, right now, our president is over there for Bastille Day himself with uh, the new president, Macron. And it was the new president, Macron, who signed these um, 
the paperwork for these official knighthoods. Wow. So it all it's all connected. It's all connected. Barnaby, thank you. I know that you are so busy and, and planning everything and getting everything together. Thanks for taking the time out to explain not only the history uh, of what we're going to be celebrating tomorrow, but the celebration tomorrow. And uh, I think if people can come out and see it, uh, it what an honor for all I'm of us. Going to, I'm going to text you that exact address on the website so that you can... Uh, Pass that on in a moment, okay? Yeah, please text it to me, and I'll make sure that Heather and I say it, and Heather and I are going to come back, and we're going to be talking about more veterans' activities that are happening here. You know, another, an, another thing to mention is we're looking for canoeists to join us for July 22nd. We're going to be celebrating the improvement in water quality, so okay. get on the website to find out about that, too. You know, we'll talk about that as well. We've got lots to talk about. And if you want to call back in and you've got more that you'd like to add into the conversation, you are always welcome, sir. Sounds good. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Barnaby. Everybody, you are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. A big thank you to National Grid, who is our underwriting sponsor, and we'll be right back. Once again, here is Waterfire Nights, Rhode Island, with your host, Bronwyn Denefelzer on AM790 Talk and Business. And hello, hello, hello. We were just talking to Barnaby Evans about a wonderful celebration happening tomorrow in Memorial Park. Um, it is for uh, our three World War II veterans who are going to be receiving the Legion of Honor. Uh, we've got great guests that are going to be coming in. I have my co-host, Heather Oberg, from the VA, uh, Providence Medical Center, and I think I put that right. Did I do that right, Heather? Close enough. Yeah, <laughs> close enough. Good. So, and, and, you know, and Heather works so closely with veterans from all conflicts and so many different things. Um, and not only has Heather been spearheading uh, with a whole committee of us, our water fire salute to veterans, everyone it's our fifth year, yeah, I know. and we're going to be doing it on November 4th to kick off the week because Veterans Day does fall on a Saturday, Correct. but there is going to be so many things. So we thought this should be a week celebration, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And the state you know, also does a whole bunch of stuff during the week and all the veteran service organizations. So it's, it really is like the beginning of the culmination of this week honoring the people who've served our country. Can we call it the Big Bang Theory? The big fire thing. We'll we'll, we'll send it off with a bang. Yeah, And and then let everything just kind of roll on. If you want to donate the fireworks, contact Water Fire. Fire. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, there's my, all right, so there's my producer, Ed Dunn, going, where's the money? Show me the money! (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, not only, um, Heather, we've been working on that, and we'll talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, what we've got planned for November 4th, and give people a heads up on that. But next week, the VA does so many things that people are just not aware of. And that's one of the best things about the Salute to Veterans Fire that I have found. And when we work together is that we get to put a resource fair together to show people all of the different resources available to our veterans and what the VA offers. Uh, But let's talk about what's happening next week, because I found this to be so cool and so interesting. So next week is our summer sports clinic, and it's um, it was started out up in Mount Sunapee, um, where the winter sports clinic is held for New England. And um, because Rhode Island is just like the perfect place for summer, we've New England um, VA has decided that we'll move it down here to Rhode Island, and the community has been so embracing of 
of the whole thing. You know, the Omni um, Hotel, 12 Acres, D&B, Dave and Buster's, excuse me, Sale to Prevail, Leaps of Faith, all these other um, organizations donate their time or give a a reduced rate to the VA in order to host um, all of the veterans. So we have 48 veterans coming who bring their family and friends. Yeah, what is it called? It's called the Summer Sports Clinic. All right, the Summer Sports Clinic. Correct. Excellent. And so... um, I'm a person who volunteers with the Summer Sports Clinic. This is my third year. And I can honestly say it is literally the most rewarding week of my year, every year at work, because you get to know different veterans and um, meet them and learn about them and their families and when they served. And, you know, it's just, it's an incredible honor. Um, I've I've had people come up to me and say, you you know, do you like working for the federal government? And I go, I work for the best agency on earth. It is beyond an honor and a privilege to be able to work for people who served our country. It's just an amazing gift. So, sorry again, 48, so 48, 48? veterans, 48 veterans from New England and other parts of the country yep. come and we do a myriad of activities. So, we do golfing and it's a, and these are disabled veterans. So, there's adaptive golfing where someone who's a quadriplegic can be picked up in an adaptive chair in golf like you and I would be standing golfing. It's just incredible. Well, one, no one would ever even want to see me golf standing. <laughs> so anybody who can do it in any other way, oh, that's incredible. But we have, I mean, we have blind veterans water skiing. Wow. One, one year ago, there was a vi- blind veteran who was in the paper, the Projo, and he said, I couldn't see where I was going, but I could feel it, and it was beautiful. He was up Standing up on water skis, blind. Like that, I couldn't get up on water skis, and I'm a seeing person if I tried. Mm-hmm. It was just amazing. And they, um, and that's done by Leaps of Faith. And um, Sail to Prevail, we go sailing. We go kayaking. Um, we do deep sea fishing and a, um, a beach day. And all of this is sponsored by different um, organizations, or their time is donated. And it's so awesome. And, you know, it gives the veterans... Um, the opportunity to try different adaptive sports and realize that it's not about what you're not able to do. It's about anything you're capable of doing. And so what, you know, and it's funny because that resonates with what Barnaby was just saying about the mm-hmm. World War II veterans that, you know, er, er, what you were saying is that they're spry, they're up, they're, yeah. and they're in their 90s. And yeah. talk about the intestinal fortitude it takes to just keep on moving through. And that's what you must see every day at the VA. I do. And it's... um. It's humbling. It's really humbling, and it really gives you a uh, place to step back and gain some perspective on life and say, you know, there are people who are missing a leg who keep trudging on or missing a hand or missing both legs, and they keep going, and they keep moving, and they get involved in these sports, and they do all these different activities, and, you know, if they can do it, well, I certainly can too. So it's really awesome. It's an awesome place to be. I'm going to probably ask a funny question, and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Um, but you know, as Barnaby was saying, a lot of these veterans don't want to talk about, or they, or they don't want it to be dumbed down. You know, um, especially if there's somebody who's had an injury or mm-hmm. an amputee, and you know, you get that funny, um, how do you approach somebody, and how do you ask them about something? And I know that you've got two very smart young gentlemen mm-hmm. who are your boys who are twins and you know out of the mouths of babes 
come probably some of the smartest questions and the best way to deal with people um, and, and speak to people, not deal with people, speak with mm -hmm. people about their experiences. And you must see this a lot at the VA. But is it best to ask the direct question of how did that happen or what is that? Um, I think it, it really is veteran specific. I, I think it is. Um, I think that some people really appreciate you going up to them and saying, what happened? Well, which is, I think, what one, well, of, one of my sons did to somebody, and I wanted to die because I work with, you know, people in this, and I'm very sensitive to people who have a disability, but they've never met anybody with a disability, and so they asked, and the person was very frank and honest and had a great conversation, and, you know, it gave me some perspective about you know how you know kids really see things differently than than the rest of us do. They don't have all those prejudices that we have, or you know in, inhibitions. They just say, "Okay, let me ask the question." And so um, you meet, and some people who are disabled don't aren't necessarily from their service. Like when they were in the service, things happen because of their service. Maybe, um, for example, Vietnam veterans who are diabetics, they um, were maybe have been fine when they left Vietnam, but. Fast forward 30 years later, 50 years later now, and, um, you know, they've lost a foot because of, you know, di their diabetes is so Does that have to do with Agent Orange? It does. Yeah. I, my father was a Vietnam veteran yeah. and experienced a lot of that as mm -hmm. well. Um, but I, I want to get back quickly because we're going to have to take a break in a second. Then we're going to come back again and, and talk more about this great work that the VA is doing. But so this event that's happening next week, mm -hmm. can people come still participate in it or just witness it? Or It's kind of predetermined in a way of who's participating. But um, I think if, you know, you wanted to donate or volunteer if you wanted to be engaged or involved you can contact our voluntary services office the extension is 3002 um the chief of voluntary services is donna russillo mm -hmm. and she um coordinates really is a big coordinator this whole week and so if you want to get involved or you want to donate a meal or something please get in touch with us. She's she's the person to, to contact. Well, because it takes a village. It you does know, take it, a village. You know, and you Rhode Island that. is a great village to, to work in. It totally is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to take a break in a second. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about veteran services, the Providence um, VA Medical Center. What a great space and what, what great people to work with. And, yeah, we'll give you a little bit of a heads up about November 4th. And actually... I'm going to be talking a little bit about July 22nd because we've got Narragansett Bay Commission and we're talking about clear currents and that means fish up through the water, through the fires, and lots of fun things to do with that. Um, thank you for listening. You have been listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790. I'm Bronwyn Dannenfelser, your host. I'm here with my friend Heather Oberg from the Providence VA Medical Center. And I'm never going to get it right. It's going to go VA Medical Center from Providence. <laughs> It'll be back and forth. But we want to talk about all the good work we're doing. And, uh, yeah, don't change that dial. Welcome back to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Denefell. It's on AM 790 Talk in Business. Your special guest today is Nicole from the Providence VA Medical Center talking about good things that are happening right around the corner. Once again, here's Bronwyn. Well, I'm going to speak for Bronwyn because she's trying to get herself unstuck <laughs> from the chair. But um, 
Thank you all for listening. And it was a great little intro of Waterfalls by TLC. Love that song. All right. So I wasn't un- not unstuck from the chair. You make it sound like somebody glued my bottom <laughs> to the chair. Um, <laughs> no, my headphones what? got stuck I in the wheels. <laughs> so everybody, if you could have just just imagined somebody like, you know, it was a fantastic visual. Yeah, it was a great visual. Uh, leaned over going, please say something until I can get this unwrapped. But anyways, <laughs> um, welcome back. You're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. We've been talking a lot about a wonderful event happening tomorrow at 6 o'clock in Memorial Park. Uh, Legion of Honor Awards going to three incredible men from World War II. Um, and what a great, wonderful synchronicity and uh, collaboration we have had with the French for years and my dear friend Rose Weaver will be singing um, and there'll be also the brass quintet right from Coast Guard yes Heather and you know Bob Burke and you gotta know Bob Burke if you live in Rhode Island because he is the man that created you know the Heritage Trail or you know that green line that you walk through that Providence and it tells you the history of everything and owner of Potiphar just a wonderful man and he's gonna be savoring some champagne and celebration Um, but we were just talking Heather uh, moving past that we were talking about the events happening next week and the things that the Providence VA is doing and so Again, let's just, for people who might just be tuning in right now, what's the name of the event? It's the um, Summer Sports Clinic. So the VA nationally does a national summer sports clinic. Um, I don't know where it is this year, but um, unfortunately for us, some of our regular veterans won't be able to attend because it's the same week as this week. But it's also awesome because now we get a lot of new veterans this year to come. Um, And so they're going to be... Uh, sailing and kayaking and deep sea fishing and water skiing and cycling and you know on Johnson's Pond and down at Point Judith and in Newport I mean just fantastic venues to go to um, and to um, Buttonwood uh, Golf Course which is an adaptive golf course for handicapped people so um, just great great venues and it's going to be a great time totally rewarding for those of us myself included who get to participate as staff to assist and volunteer and help so um it's it's going to be a great week i'm looking yeah, forward to you it you know i want to ask you more about that because working with veterans um i'm sure his you really uh have to it's one of the things it's, it's more of what i would call a calling than a job mm. um what brought you to that so i um i got my master's in um, public administration and realized when i was getting it that i really was interested in healthcare, and um I had gone to PC, and so I realized that the VA was around the corner and never knew that. And I thought, you know, that's where I need to be. I come from a family of veterans, and, you know, it's something that's near and dear to my heart. And so I got very lucky and was able to uh, take on a position there. And I've been there almost 10 years in November, so wow. it's been a while. And um, it's a great place. You know, my father is deceased now. And so, you know, I get to see people who are of his age and, you know, it kind of brings me back to what would he be doing now and how would he be hanging out? And, you know, you see people who are grandparents who bring their grandchildren with them for their appointments. And, um, it gets a little nostalgic, but my, I, in my office, I have a picture of my grandfather and my father in their uniform. Um, and they look gorgeous. And so, um, it's just, it's an amazing, humbling experience. I don't, I would never work anywhere else at this point in my career or in my life. 
Are you finding that the people coming back from conflicts now, or like the most recent conflicts, are they taking advantage of the VA medical um, resources that are out there? They are, and I think it's because of the outreach that we do. And, you know, we have this partnership with the Rhode Island National Guard and, you know, the State Department of Veterans Affairs where um, we engage them and they learn all about their benefits and they. Um, come to our hospital for what's a post-deployment event. So they really get to understand and know the VA. And we also have a program entirely um, dedicated to transitioning veterans coming out of the OEF, OIF, OND conflicts. So I think that we try to capture them all. And, you know, and a lot of them are very young. And when you're in your mid-20s, Healthcare and you know what you're going to do is really. Not I wasn't thinking about it. Were you? Yeah, actually, I was. But that's oh, the that's kind <laughs> of person I am. I was thinking about my 401k and what time. When will my healthcare kick in? But you don't. You, I'll be you, living on your couch. <laughs> when you come home from conflict, you want to come home and visit your family. You want nothing to do with going to a hospital and learning about this. So, what we try to do is keep in touch, and when they're ready. They come in, and what's nice is we have the VBA, which is the benefit side of the uh, Veterans Affairs um, Administration, and so it's kind of like one-stop shopping now. You can go and get your claims put in and come and enroll in healthcare. and we are seeing a lot of younger veterans come through now and utilizing the health care system, and it was really because of like Vietnam veterans and World War II veterans and Korea veterans that helped push the VA to where it is now and really created a stellar health care system. And I think that we need to remember that sometimes, especially for the guys coming back now, that it is the moms, it is mm -hmm. the dads, it is the, the wives, the mm -hmm. sisters that are hearing like yeah. our conversation that we're having now going, hey, there are things that are available. And that's what I get so excited about when you and I start planning with other, our whole group, the Salute to Veterans, mm. and that VA Resource Center, because there's so many things that one just does not know is available to them, and it's at their fingertips. Yeah, and we uh, we like to you know spice it up a little and bring some new um, organizations in every year. Um, so and we'll try to do that again this year but it's just it's nice for people to come up and you know say well I'm a Vietnam veteran and I don't want to take away health care from my fellow veterans and then we get to educate them on you're not you're helping fellow veterans by enrolling in your, our health care system and getting your health care with us the monies that are brought in because we get paid by the number of veterans we serve help to serve others who may be sicker than you or need more care. So it's awesome. There's a lot of misnomers Correct. about what happens at the VA, and there's also a lot of um, misunderstanding about w what one can actually have their access yeah. to. Yeah, and, and we are a five-star in quality at the Providence VA, and you're in a five-star visit in New England. So we're number nine in the country of, the v of um, all 146 VAs. So, I mean, imagine that being at the number nine hospital and Boston Healthcare System is the number two hospital. So, I mean, it's pretty insane. So we do some amazing things here at Little Roadie, don't we? We do. We are fantastic in we Rhode do. Island. And we do our big water fire salute to veterans yes, on November 4th. Yes, and no one 4th. else does. No, I, I think that we are going to be trumping everything um, when it comes to our celebration of our men and women that have served us and uh, we are planning it. We still need sponsors. We need lots of volunteers and we need help, right? Yes, we do. And Heather and I, yeah. Thank you, Ed, because we do need somebody. Um, we totally do. And anybody that wants to be part of it, please reach out to um, Bronwyn 
at waterfire.org or Anya at waterfire.org. Heather's always available, but this woman is working so hard doing everything <laughs> she's doing at the VA that I'm not even going to put your your number out there. Oh, it's okay. It's heather.oberg at va.gov. So if, you, if you're interested in the Resource Center, please let me know. Yeah, and again, everybody, so next week we're going to be talking about July 22nd, and that is a big, huge, full lighting. And again, we're going to have the Japanese koi fish, clear currents. We're going to be celebrating clean water. Um, but I had such a great pleasure today to be able to talk about the event tomorrow. Come on, show up. Those three men showed up for us, yeah. and we are here because of them. So at 6 o'clock p.m. tomorrow in Memorial Park at the World War II Monument, please help us celebrate uh, and induct these men into their Legion of Honor. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. Heather, thank you so much for co-hosting. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, you're going to come back. We're going to be bringing oh, yeah, you I'll back, be back talking about fall. veterans. And uh, everyone out there, I hope that uh, the rain is going to stop sometime soon, we hope. Uh, have a wonderful time. I hope to see you tomorrow. Um, listen, Waterfire sits in God's pocket, and this celebration for these three gentlemen from World War II will not be lost. Uh, go to the Waterfire website, waterfire.org, and you'll be able to find information there. And yeah, you've been listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. We are underwritten by National Grid. Thank you for uh, keeping us alight, National Grid. And uh, yeah, everybody, i see you tomorrow, hopefully. And if not, I hope uh, that we'll be in your ears next Thursday. Bye. Thank you.